The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, but I'm pretty sure the guy with a better voice than me just said that. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. We do have Dr. Russ on this week. I know we had some write-ins last week, and people were really, really grumbly that he didn't come on the show, but we will have him on this week, and we will answer a lot of your questions. We also have Cub Swanson from the UFC, and we are going to talk about what it takes to make or break a career in sports. Because let's face it, that's a very, very big part of entertainment. We've had a hell of a week uh, as far as Hollywood goes. There's a new app out called Hater. It's a dating app based on everything you hate. I just think America's getting too negative now. Yeah, uh, okay, everything. So I'm going to date a person that I, that I hate? No, you have to hate the same things. Oh, oh mutual interest. Okay, that makes sense now. I'm, I'm not sure it's necessarily mutual interest. It's not like you're saying, I love the same things. It's all based on things you don't like and talking to people that hate the same things as you. I mean, can't we, like, I, I'm going to sound like a really stoned hippie right now, but can't we all just get along? <laughs> no, no, no. They made that perfectly clear. No, we can't all get along. Yeah, well, I, I think with the number of write-ins we've had over the last election, we have more than proven that is not <laughs> that is not mm. a possibility. Oh yeah, nobody's nobody's willing to try and even, you know. I, I call myself a mod. You know, I want people to get along. I want people to agree and to find ways to agree with one another and to get things done. But no, 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 no. no. You say one thing that oh. Trump did this today, and all of a sudden, or, you know, if I say anything positive about the guy, and there's people that I can, but not a lot, But there's a lot that I can now these days. Oh my God! Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I, I get so it. He's done some. He is. He's done some pretty dumb shit. But the reality is, like, as as a people, let's come together. Because I don't know anyone that voted for Trump that actually wanted Trump in office. They just didn't want Hillary. Mm-hmm. So we could have done better, people. <laughs> like yes. We're living with the reality we just could have done better. 
Yes. We haven't yes. Has, had a president whose approval ratings were so low in ages. And didn't we just say, I love that Paul and I, right before we got on, we're like, okay, we are not going to answer these people yeah, writing not gonna Facebook. Talk about we're not going to talk all. about Not even a little bit. Yeah. Five seconds. We're right into Donald Trump. <laughs> I, but in, in reality, he is part of entertainment. It's where he started. Our people made him famous. I'm sorry. I'm really mm. sorry. But we right. did. Yeah, yeah, I know. What was, uh, I mean, what's next? You know, uh, Kim Kardashian, 2024? You know what? I swear to God, if Kanye runs, then I am moving. I wasn't one of those people that said Trump wins, I'm moving. I said Trump wins, I'm going to be a thorn in his ass. If, if Kanye runs, Look, I, I have voted, more faith in I, I voted have for more Trump and I want to be a thorn in his that. ass. You know? I mean, that's the thing. Oh, you know, uh, it's we, just, if, it's... He's exhausting. He, it, <laughs> it's... I, I'm so tired, Paul. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have to say, I said last week the same thing. We're not going to talk about this. And at least, you know, I really, half of our write-ins are about politics. And I suppose politics and entertainment haven't been this intertwined since Ronald Reagan. Really. Well, you know, an argument you made for Obama, because he was, he was very much a populist uh, president. You know, it's he not appeared about on... being a populist candidate. He didn't have a history in entertainment where Ronald Reagan no, no, and... That's, that's very true. He did Orange literally like come did. out of nowhere. He didn't have much of a history in politics. Yeah, you know? it's but but it's still different. But he came the, in and he embraced it, and he was a bit of a reality show himself. Yeah, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He you know? inspired a lot of people. A lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. The reality yeah, is, I'm in the I hating part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't a, a big, people, I wasn't a big fan. I see. I loved him, but I like the idea. I, I grew up in a family in politics, so I know the president doesn't have all that much power unless he's doing what Agent Orange is doing right now and signing executive orders. Right. Um, you know, of the president, I mean, he, he could literally sign a bunch of, you know, if this executive, this travel ban executive order didn't work, he can draft another one tomorrow and throw it out there and maybe try and do it better, you know, but... Uh. It's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting. And I, I know that I think Hollywood takes a lot of flack for Donald Trump. And we kind of have to. We, we should. He, he yeah. did come from our pool. Like, he wouldn't have won if he didn't have the fame behind him. And, you know, the, 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 the National Prayer Breakfast was probably not the best time to pray for the ratings of The Apprentice. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like, uh... I, I, <laughs> I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger's response. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you want to switch jobs? You know. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it's that's... like you've, you've got a job to do. Go do your job. I'll worry about mine. By the way, I do have to put out there, the ratings are higher with Arnold Schwarzenegger than they ever were with Trump. So they are? I'm not quite They are. The ratings are higher. We got the Nielsen ratings in. The ratings are higher with Schwarzenegger than they ever were with Trump. No, no, no. no, no makes sense because, I mean, like, it, that. uh... I mean, Trump did it for like ten years, so they were starting to peter out as it was, and now well, even, you know with Arnold one, with Arnold on it, it and plus they boost. really stacked the deck with a lot of the you know uh, kind of quasi celebrities as they could find. Right, you know, a little bit like Trump's cabinet. Uh, yeah, I watched the Ben Carson uh, uh, hearing, and I'm like, oh my god, this man is just. He's a human equivalent of, of, of a sleeping pill. I, I, yep. I don't get it. And, yeah, it's, he's, 
that president, he's going to be in charge of housing and urban development, and where it's like, okay, he's never had any experience in that, but it's not brain surgery. Yeah, uh-huh. well, I don't want Ben Carson fixing my transmission, you know? It's, it, it, people need to stick to what they're good at. That, that's all I can say. And Yeah, he's one of the best, finest brain neurosurgeons in, this, in the world. You know? Stick to neurosurgery. <laughs> like, I am a fabulous producer. If you put and, me in charge of this country, actually, if, I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I'm a yeah, fabulous and, and executive. <laughs> and oddly enough, he actually appeared in, uh, you remember the movie Stuck on You, where Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon were joined at the hip? Yep. Ben Carson has played the surgeon who separated him. I... It, Hollywood and politics, I liked when it was separated. The only case that I think it ever really kind of crossed over before now to this degree was Ronald Reagan. But Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan was the governor. He did something. It's, you know, and, and as much as people didn't like Obama's lack of experience, he was a senator. Like, people mm-hmm. have done things. Then yeah. you have Donald and Trump, who has never Reagan even... Reagan a lot of things that I hate him for. Ugh. Yeah. He's he's so, he's never yeah. done I my argument with him and I wasn't a Hillary fan, I was a Bernie fan. Um mm. my argument against Donald Trump and I agree with the people that wrote in, but I'm gonna say this from a different perspective. People that get into politics work their whole life as community organizers, as politicians, as people that are in a position to peacefully negotiate and be flexible. If you put me in charge of this country as a, and as, as an executive in the film industry, I'm not used to bending. Imagine if I had my own company. Let's just call it Summer Towers. Let's call it that. Okay. So now I'm an executive that's never, ever had to bend because the business was mine, made with my daddy's money. I'm not going to be flexible. Just saying. I know how terrible I'd be. So for those of you that ask, do I think I am more qualified? No, I think I'd be just as bad. <laughs> like that that is yeah, my and answer. And I'm in the other direction. I'm 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 too flexible, you know. You'd be great. You'd make an excellent politician. Politicians yeah, well, are supposed you know, to be what happened, you know, the the, the over flexible guy Bernie got screwed in the primaries. So, you know. Oh, God, at least he's still out there, you know. He didn't lose a Senate seat. I love, oh my God, I do, I love, it's, it's, it, it is, it's like a bad divorce. We got sent to live with dad. We kind of would have preferred to mum, but mum, by like three million votes. But in the end, everyone just wants to go live with Grandpa Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Can you blame yeah. us? I well, want to go, like, I'm moving to Vermont just on principle. For Christ's sake, Elizabeth Warren, run, save us. <laughs> because I'm telling you, as an entertainer, the shit I am taking right now, working in mm. entertainment, I have people asking me, have you worked with Trump? Do you know people that have worked with Trump? What about the rumors about Trump raping this girl or that girl? I'm like, okay, one, I'm sorry I didn't vote. For, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't vote for him. Not, I'm sorry I didn't vote for him. I'm sorry. I voted the other way. He's in because of the Electoral College. The Electoral College is what it is. Don't complain to me about it. Do I think I'd be more qualified? Hell no. Do I think any entertainer is more qualified? No. We're egotistical assholes. Yeah. Please put a politician, a nice one. But I miss, I love, like, George Bush made a statement saying he is devastated. George W. Bush made a statement that the last president his his father will ever see is the president that destroyed the Republican Party. When you have George W. Bush criticizing you and Dick Cheney, heartless Dick Cheney criticizing you, you done did something wrong. Ah, 
you see, now on the other side, I actually think he did something right. You know, because I'm no fan of Dick Cheney. If he's angry, I'm happy. You know? Ugh. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I, I'm loving John McCain right now, who's who usually isn't like, I've, I've had my issues with John McCain. Her name was As Sarah Palin. That's really my only issue thus far with John McCain has been Sarah Palin. When he wanted to run with uh, Lieberman and do a cross-party yeah. run, I would have voted for that in a heartbeat. Loved it. Oh, yeah, that would but, have been awesome. Oh, that would have been wonderful. I absolutely loved John McCain, and I love what he's doing now. He is. He said, I have a choice to be a Republican or an American. I'm an American. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the few Republicans really standing ground on the Muslim ban and his argument, we're a country of immigrants, and I agree. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like America put out a sign that said, give me a tired, you're poor, you're hungry, you're huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Just, just saying. It's not like you guys hung a sign. Uh, yeah. I mean, I understand where the ban, yeah, because this was one of his promises. You know? I understand, but he didn't even ban Saudi Arabia, who's one of the biggest problems because it would interfere with his business dealings. Well, like, that's, you want to be an that, asshole, be an very, asshole across very, the board. They're also a big time freaking, you know, Hillary was very... Uh, forgiving Hillary Saudi Arabia's sins I, I, in I Yemen. I can't argue that. If you and yeah. I were talking about if Hillary had won, she would still be part of the equation. She lost. So I don't mm. care who, who she's attached to. I no. care who's his, who he's attached to. If Hillary had won, we would be sitting here bitching about whatever she did wrong. But the yeah. reason Donald Trump has been so heavily pushed, and I know with this show has been so heavily pushed, is because he's, he's you know, I hate to say he's part of our club, but let's face it, he has a SAG card. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. If you're a member of SAG-AFTRA or the Producers Guild, you don't get to run for president. I, I demand we make this an, an amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, did he get that on Home Alone 2? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That, oh, no, maybe it was when he was in the WWE. Uh, no, they, I think they were covered by... Uh, uh, not with, uh, oh, God, AFTRA. I think they were an after. Yeah, that would be after. Sag and after have merged now, so. Oh, yeah, he, oh hell. So Freaking covered. WWE, they're non-union at all. There wasn't any, there's nobody union for that. Well, now, actually, we've got a UFC fighter on uh, after Dr. Russ, and we'll be talking about the UFC wanting to unionize, which yeah. I think is a great idea. Everyone else has. And these guys make like 8%. Most sports people make like 50%. A UFC fighter makes between 8 and 15%. Sometimes less. First? Really? Wow. Seriously, tiny, and these guys are killing themselves. It's it's really yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. I, can't, I I'm not can I I don't watch it very often because ugh. it is it yeah. is brutal. And this guy's yeah. one of the best. This guy's one of the best. But it really, it comes growing up in Detroit. I don't want to. I don't like that. <laughs> well, it's like that's why I left Detroit, man. <laughs> the level yeah. of violence. See, they should have unionized Detroit. They did mm. the auto industry right. let's not even get into that we are going to break (laughs) when we come back we are going to be on with Dr. Ross talking about (laughs) all kinds of things that make you skinny all kinds of things that make you fat and how to be healthy and of course we will be on with Cub Swanson after that I'm Summer Helene we're on with Paul Michael Boland breaking our promises just like the president does to not talk about the president. I, I think we broke the promise. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Boland. When we get back, we're going to talk to Dr. Ross about all things skinny. See you in a minute.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout-out to Scott Haskin for that beautiful, beautiful music. You always make it sound like an epic intro. And, of course, to Nuvia Salon, to my friend Richie, for my fabulous hair. I always have to give that shout-out. He saved my hair. I thought I was going to lose it. Um, It was so fried. We are on with my favorite doctor and yours. We have Dr. Russ on the show. And we are going to be talking about something skinny. Hi. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm good. I'm breaking breaking nice promises to, to the audience. <laughs> well, I'm glad. We're very glad to have you. Um, you are the only not you know the only uh, person and thing we ever have on the show that's not controversial, and everyone loves you. So it's always good to have you on the show. <laughs> Maybe I need to be uh, more outrageous in in my oh, yeah. uh, dialogue, <laughs> but. Uh, I'll tell you, I I know that uh, some of my answers uh, may disappoint your listeners, but uh, I want them to know they're honest answers and that I am um, certified uh, by the American Society of uh, Bariatrics Physicians, that is weight loss doctors, and uh, in addition to being uh, having my medical license. So we're, we're trying to give them as honest uh, an opinion to their answer to their questions as we can. Well, I think it's wonderful. And sometimes people need an honest answer. We get some interesting write-ons, write-ins. Like I had somebody write in about how to handle a boil. So I sent them to Google. And then on the other hand, we get some really cool questions. (laughs) Um, So I think you've kind of become everyone's personal physician here. And that's really, I know for me and for the listeners, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have some medical advice and it's wonderful to know what to do because you don't always know what to do. Now we have some interesting write-ins. We had some write-ins from last week and some grumpy people because you weren't on last week and I should have announced it and I'm sorry. 
Um, and one of the questions we got, and you can tell me which one you like best. And Alexis okay. didn't send me the name of the people that did these, so she needs to send mm. me the names right now. Um, how do I always stop wanting a dessert after lunch and dinner? I didn't know you were allowed to have one after each, but now I'm excited. Are you allowed to have one after each? Is there something I don't know? Well, well, that's two questions. But uh, the way I recommend to stop wanting a dessert after lunch or dinner is to first, uh, your, your listeners should analyze why they would want to do this. Um, either they're uh, not eating properly at the meal, uh, or they've developed a bad habit. Uh, I'd recommend that they try eating more healthy foods at the meal time to uh, feel full, satiated, and uh, that way they uh, aren't reaching for dessert after the meal. Um, also, um, if it's a bad habit, it can be broken with uh, you know self hypnosis, uh, counseling, but. Uh, uh, I think that uh, eating more health, healthy foods, and you can eat as much as you want uh, if you make the proper food choices, and then you won't be hungry for a dessert. Uh, desserts are, uh, generally speaking, unhealth, unhealthy foods, generally speaking. I mean, if you want to have fruit, uh, that, that, that's fine. Um, so dessert, dessert should be fruit. Okay, that was a question from Letitia. Alexis just sent me the, li- the, the list. Letitia in okay. Denver, Colorado. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think so. It, I think it was a good question, and I sympathize with you about wanting dessert. I didn't know we could have it twice a day. Now I'm like, I'm rethinking this, and I get myself in trouble with Dr. Ross. Okay, the next question we have is, I've, I've heard that dieting makes you fat. Is that true? And that's from Matthew in Houston, Texas. Well, what what makes you fat is is this uh, yo-yo dieting, uh, senseless on again, off again uh, uh, dieting with you know steady gain all the time. Um, uh, what is necessary is healthy eating, uh, d- develop good eating habits. That'll get you thin and keep you thin. I think everyone's looking for the magic answer. Like, do you have a magic pill or a spray that can help? That's that's kind of what we're all looking for. Well, uh, we, in fact, do have a spray coming out. It's uh, uh, people tire of taking pills, so we, we've developed uh, an anti-craving, uh, 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 appetite-suppressing pill, uh, rather spray, uh, to be used uh, uh, an hour before meals. It it's, uh, uh, has kind of a, a vanilla butterscotch taste, so uh, uh, it doesn't have that kind of Diet Coke sort of or uh, artificial sweetener taste. And it's it's very helpful to uh, uh, for people to use before meals so that they don't consume as much as they they otherwise might. And uh, that sounds really good. Well, we're that we're hopeful, really and uh, it's it's using uh, uh, proven ingredients, and uh, so I'll, I'll have more to tell you about it uh, as the weeks go on, Summer. Oh, I like that. Thank you very very much, Doctor Ross. And then the next question I have is from Misty in Los Angeles, California. Does diet soda really make you fat? 
Well, Misty, uh, I think, uh, oh, is oh, aware Missy, of the Missy, current... Oh, Missy, I'm sorry, it's Missy. Missy. Sorry, Missy. Missy, Missy I, I, just hate, I just got hate of... mail on Twitter. <laughs> I, th- I think she's making reference to a lot of the controversy uh, surrounding diets, uh, diet sodas of late, and uh, they, that that was focused on the fact that uh, a study revealed that mothers uh, who, uh, rather pregnant women who consume diet soda, pregnant women who consume diet soda as opposed to pregnant women that don't drink it end up with fatter children. And so that was rather alarming to a lot of people. And then uh, there also was a study that just revealed that, uh, um, let me get this straight, um, that people have, uh, it's been documented that if you drink more uh, diet soda that you have an increased uh, visceral fat that that's the fat that's uh deep down in your belly that uh you know gives you that muffin top so crap um, i have so this is because of diet i'm allergic to diet soda i don't even drink it what happened <laughs> well uh, i think it in any situation can be made better or be made worse, and uh, these diet sodas can uh, can increase, uh, and it's been documented, um, the visceral fat. Now, uh, as far as diet sodas, how, how does it make you fat, you might uh, wonder. Um, uh, there's a, uh, when you consume uh, a diet sodas, there's an area in your brain uh a sweetness receptor. It perceives sweets. And when that happens, your body is anticipating a flood of, of sugar in your bloodstream. Well, with diet sodas, that doesn't happen. So we, it, it uh, cloys the appetite is, is the, the expression that's, that's used. And uh, so your body's still craving them because uh, it's gotten a signal it. to the brain. So uh, you go out and you start eating other things that, that do have sugar in them. So that, that's the uh, mechanism of action. Uh, so, uh, yes, that's a very timely question. And uh, uh, so uh, just as... Uh, Regular soda has like 10 teaspoonfuls of sugar in it, uh, even though you're using artificial sweetener, you may be worse off than if you had, had been drinking sugar. tea or water or fruit juice. So uh, Makes sense. It's, it's food for thought. Well, I'm, I'm going to give Missy my advice, and I'm sorry for calling you Misty earlier. It's Missy. I'm going to give Missy my advice. If you have a muffin top, buy bigger jeans. It helps with the muffin top. Trust me. It's what I do. Buy, a, buy bigger jeans. That's that's, that's non-medical a very advice. <laughs> realistic uh, sort of advice. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I like that. It's, it's non-medical advice. Friends, you know. Or get fatter friends. I like what Paul said. Or get fatter friends. Then you're the skinny one. Yeah. So they. <laughs> or you could do the sensible thing and listen to Doctor Russ. So you can take my mediocre advice, Paul's bad advice, or you can listen to Doctor Russ. Well, I think we're all interested in the betterment of your listeners and uh, anything that any advice is uh, is uh, that we can convey is hopefully going to be taken in the right way. 
I, I hope so too, which means don't listen to Paul's advice. Kidding, Paul. Mm, yes. Um, I, 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 having better <laughs> friends only works, it only gives you an advantage during bear attacks. So. During bear attacks? How could it possibly give you an advantage during bear attacks? The fat. You can outrun the fat friend. Got it. Yep. <laughs> like just. I got it. I got it. That was, that was, well, I'm very glad we interrupted Dr. Russ for that advice. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I'm just here to help. <laughs> well, we do have Dr. Russ. I'm going to ask you, we've got about two minutes to a break. We're going to send a courtesy copy of your book, a, a copy of The Palm Springs Diet, courtesy of Dr. Russ, to his favorite question of the day. Well, I like the uh, di- the diet soda uh, question because it, it really uh, is one that uh, is asked all the time. And now it's a, it's a very timely question in light of these studies that have shown that, no, you probably shouldn't be drinking diet, uh, diet soda. So um, I, I would say that question is, is my favorite. Okay, so Missy, or Misty, as I called you, I'm very sorry, you will be getting a courtesy copy of Dr. Russ's Palm Springs Diet, and for everybody else, you can take my advice or Paul's, but I strongly recommend you listen to Dr. Russ. You can find a copy of his book on Amazon, and you can also find it on authorhouse.com, right? Did I get the right place this time? Yeah, that's right, Summer, and I might mention that uh, our website is now uh, fully functional, and we have a link. To, uh, to your show on our website, but uh, okay, people can also uh, go visit my web, web page and follow the uh, links to be able to order the book that way. That's just another what, way so to, what is, uh, to get it. What is your website? Is it drrust.com? It's, it's Kenneth Russ, kennethrussmd.com. Okay, kennethrussmd.com. Guys, check it out. You can go there. Um, If you're ever in the Palm Springs area, go in and get a consult consult with Dr. Ross. Seriously, he's the best person in the world you can talk to. And he knows more about this stuff than than anyone. And I I have, you guys know I have lupus, you know, all of that. And all of that gets under control just by listening to what he tells me to eat. So if if he can do that, he's a miracle worker. We are now uh, completely a paperless office, which was no small feat, but... uh, People can visit our electronic medical record system, make appointments right on on the computer. So <laughs> that's a little feather in our cap because it was quite a struggle. A, but, uh, <laughs> I would say so. That's a hell of a thing. But congrats. I don't know any paperless doctors. That's really cool. And that's definitely a feather in the cap for the environment. Well, it's always nice to talk to you folks. And uh, have, have a great weekend. And... Uh, I wish everyone a healthful, healthful future, and uh, I look forward to talking again with you next week, Summer. Thank right. you. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ. I look forward to having you on the show next week, and I think you're going to be on my friend Eric's show, which usually plays on Saturdays. I don't think it's this Saturday, but I know he's trying to get you on his show, so I know you'll be on oh. that one as well. So Exciting. I know if they're trying to kidnap you. Everyone's trying to steal you. You're like, they like you. <laughs> they can't have you. You're mine. Thank you so much, well, I Dr. Like Russ. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. And, of course, that was Dr. Kenneth Ross always telling us how to be youthful, slim, and gorgeous. We'll be right back talking with Cub Swanson, one of my favorite MMA fighters in the whole wide world. He's with the UFC. He's incredible. He's a philanthropist, and he's gorgeous. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we have a very special guest on today. We have on Cub Swanson. He's an MMA fighter signed with the UFC. You guys all know the UFC. I know we chat about that a lot on here. And we talk about how sports goes into Hollywood. He's ranked number four at right now with the UFC. And I really, I, I met him, one of the nicest guys. But I said he was gorgeous before the break. I still stand by that. I know I had a lot of guys write in on Twitter say, yeah, and he kicks good too. So, yes, he does kick good too, guys on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, Cub Swanson. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Just uh, another day. Just another day. Now, I have a whole bunch of write-ins for you on Twitter. We take uh, we take our write-ins live. Some of them are great. I also got a naked picture of a chick, so I can forward that to you if you want. But that's <laughs> yeah. Can you that's send that one to me? Super. That's fine. I'm alright. Okay, so so this is <laughs> so my co-host wants the picture. Uh, late ladies, he doesn't get the picture. They, they come to me. Seriously, don't send that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> you have a couple of questions. Keeps me you. out of trouble. It keeps you out of trouble. But first, I'd like to ask you, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into doing this. Well, I started doing this 
you know, quite a long time ago. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm a veteran of the sport these days. So, um, you know, when I started doing this, it wasn't legal in California. It wasn't sanctioned. So uh, I, you know, stumbled into jiu-jitsu school uh, just to try to do something different with my life. I needed some some direction and uh, got into martial arts, started excelling at jiu-jitsu tournaments. So I wanted to, to see if it really worked in a real-life scenario. And when the first time I saw martial arts or mixed martial arts, MMA, um, I thought it was the purest sport, one-on-one competition, no team, no ball. It, it's just, just full the, combat. the purest form of, of, of competition that goes back since the beginning of, of the Olympics. And um, I wanted to test myself. And, you know, like I said, in those days, it wasn't, you know, very popular. So I actually had to go to Tijuana, to, to nightclubs in Tijuana. And that, those were my first pro fights. Okay, that explains why you are so badass. Because you also came in before the rules came in. <laughs> like you were in Whoa. before there was some rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was. It was less rules. The rules were there, but it was still less, and uh, it definitely wasn't as organized. There was no amateurs. So nowadays, guys have like a nice amateur career, and then they go pro. It was just like, hey, do you, if you think you can fight and you can sell some tickets, then we'll put you in there and it's a professional fight. And so I think I made uh, 200 oh, wow. bucks my first fight. That is a very painful way to make 200 bucks. I can think of ways that would hurt a lot less. Did you, did you kick yeah, ass yeah, your first fight? Or? <laughs> yeah. No, Pause, my, you know, my, my very first fight I lost. Um, and, and, you know, everything was new to me and I, I hurt my knee in the very beginning of the fight and the guy took advantage of it and, you know, I, I went back to work. What, what motivated me is everybody was like, my family and friends were like, oh, are you going to give this up now? Is that it? This is out of your system. Enough of this foolishness. And um, you're, you're just like, fuck that. This is what I want Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up winning my, ne- my next 11 fights, and I rematched the guy I lost to and beat him. Good. So it it really it really irritated me then because like I said at the at the time the sport had such like a bad stigma that I you know a couple of years prior was doing drugs and had been in juvenile hall and got into a lot of trouble and so when I started doing martial arts and then fighting all my family and people who didn't understand it kind of saw it as the same thing like that I was still doing getting into trouble by fighting professionally. And they didn't they see this really as the thing that pulled you out. They really didn't see it as a respectable, out. yeah, they didn't see it as a respectable thing. So in their eyes, I was still getting into trouble. I wasn't changing. And so that frustrated, frustrated me as well, because to me, that's kind of what saved me and changed my life. It sounds like it. It sounds like the thing that pulled you out. And I can understand having your family vilify. It's probably not the way you want to go. That's difficult. Now, you have a gym. I know, because I'm doing a reality show about your gym, which we're not allowed to tell people <laughs> a whole bunch about. Um, but you have a gym, and you're kind of bringing up fighters now as well, and mentoring. Yeah, well, I, I have two gyms. Uh, one back home that's a fight gym. It's very small, um, very real. And if you want to learn to do what I do or just get in shape, you can come to my gym and train with me. I'm there um, multiple times a week as much as I can be, and then um, and that's the one that you're interested in. And then, of course, I have the second gym that I just built in Costa Mesa, which is a UFC gym, Costa Mesa. And that's more of a family and friends, uh, uh, you know, 
cardio workouts and, and group classes. So um, very different gyms, but um proud of both. I, and I, I totally get that. I got to say, though, like my, my heart, when I walked into your gym and I saw what you boys do, um, I was a little terrified that one of you was going to pick the, another one of you up and throw it at me. But it really is. It re- I think I nearly got hit with someone yesterday. But it really, it's incredible to watch. Now, you're really known for your speed. We're getting a lot of write-ins about your speed. And I didn't fully appreciate that until I saw you training yesterday. You are amazingly fast. I mean, amazingly quick. The way you move from one position to another, you're damn near a contortionist. How do you get in that kind of shape? Um, Just how hard I train. Um, It's really crazy because the longer I've done it and, and the more I've pushed myself, you know, you get to different levels. And so... I always tell people now that I've done five, five minute rounds, which is, you know, a championship fight or a main event, that's like the highest of the high. You, you push yourself for 25 minutes of just, you know, fighting. <laughs> if you know anybody who's been in a street fight for 25 minutes, I, I guarantee it's a lie because it, it's exhausting. And, um, just mentally preparing for that. Like now everything seems easy to me. Um, I, I, you know, I like to push my students and they're tough and they're peaking for their fight right now. And I'm just getting over being sick and I'm still beating them. <laughs> and I, and, and I take pride in that because it's all mental. They should be beating me because they're in better shape, but because I'm mentally stronger because I've been through more wars than them. I've been around the block a few times. I, I can push myself more than they can. I find that very, very interesting. Um, I have a write-in for you, if you don't mind taking write-in questions. Go for it. Um, How do you feel? Hang on, let me read this. Uh, How do you feel about fighters taking on fights from Twitter, calling each other out out on Twitter like Trump? Guys, I gave you a no Trump rule just because uh, because Paul and I broke the Trump rule and brought up Trump earlier today and yelled about Trump does not mean you get to bring up Trump. If you write in about Trump, you lose you, you lose your question rights. How do you feel about fighters calling out each other on Twitter? Do you think it's a positive or a negative? Do you think it's um, – and do you guys really feel that way or are you doing it for publicity? Uh, it just depends on the situation. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of people calling each other out unless – you can do it respectfully and you can do it disrespectfully. And I appreciate more the respectful way. Like the last guy I fought, um, he called me out and, and it made me, uh, you know, rise to the occasion and I was ready for him, but he did do it in a more respectful way. But, uh, I, I still, at the end of the day knew that he was only calling me out because he thought that he could beat me. And he felt like I wasn't at the elite level anymore and that he wanted to take my place. So well, that, he's that's retarded. Just, yeah, it's Sorry. like respectful, but at the same time, you, you're you're kind of, you know, it's like that's my spot. You're not going to take my spot from me. Um, I've worked my, I've been doing this for years to be in this spot. Um, but then there's guys like just recently, somebody called me out, just being very just respectful, called me a bitch, and said I had no balls. And I'm like, have you never seen me fight? I feel like you could at least that? say things that are true because like how, yeah. the things you're saying of me are are not true. So that bugs me. See, that's the case I wouldn't fight. I'd be like, please, you're just trying to piss me off to get some publicity. You are not worth my time, child. Yeah. And, Sorry. And that's... 
it, the, the sad part about it is the sport the where it, where it's going now it's like that's getting praised and and um when I started this sport that wasn't it was the opposite it was about how tough you could be and how confident in yourself that you don't have to do that and now now it's being praised the other way so now all the up and comers they're saying oh if I if I do talk crap and I act this way you know I'm going to be able to make more money so that that bugs me because I, I will take less money and still keep my soul. You know what I mean? I, I got to go with you on this. I'm sorry. I think that the digital generation, and I'm saying this and turning against my own generation, like I'm a millennial, but the millennials, man, we screwed some stuff up. We really have kind of, we've, we've turned this into a reality show in itself. We've turned uh, social media into its own reality show and I don't think we're paying respect to those that came before us. I know I wouldn't turn around to any of my old bosses or the executives or the people that brought me up and say that because they would still whoop my ass. Like you, I, th- I think you need to show some respect to the people that came before you and I think people are taking advantage of social media to try and get that and to call you out especially, you have a big following. So to call yeah. you out, they're really just trying to feed off your following. I, I know I'm a piranha, like I'm I'm a shark for a living. I'm I'm one of the bad guys that drains people's social media. So I, I recommend, you know, one of my clients do that. I, I would recommend that. And I know what this guy is after, and I find it baffling that real fans, because I'm seeing there's a hashtag going on my Twitter right now, real fans don't hate. So it's and and I get what this guy's saying. Like the real fans of the UFC are into the fighters, not into the hating, not into the bullshit that's going along with it. So I like yeah. that, and I'm sure Cub appreciates that. You're getting a lot For of sure. love here, Cub. Well, I appreciate it. Well, there, there's a. I was just telling these kids the other day because I was at the Boys and Girls Club talking to the kids, and I was telling them how it can backfire on you. I I, I found it very interesting that these two basketball players that got drafted, uh, I believe, two years ago now. One of them sent a really terrible tweet saying about Derrick Rose, about how he's a wimp because he's always injured and blah, blah, blah. And then another guy said something very terrible about Kobe Bryant. And then they were both very bad tweets. And then both of those guys got drafted to the Bulls and to the Lakers. And somebody in the media went back in their high school tweets um, and, and pulled them out and tweeted like Kobe Bryant and Derrick Rose and said, hey, look at your new teammate, what he said about you. And now these guys, you know, had the best day of their life, just got drafted to the NBA, and something they said in high school got tweeted to to their teammate, who's probably the team captain of their team. And so they're starting off on a bad foot. And to me, that was funny because you got to watch what you say, you know, and you're going to be held accountable even in high school. I think even I tell girls this all the time. I have girls write into the show and say a producer sent, told me to send topless pictures. I'm like, one, that's illegal. Two, um, that's not going away. Don't send those pictures. Once you say something, once you put that picture out there, it doesn't go away. And it sucks. But in the digital age, that's that's how it is, man. That's It, it sucks. Yeah. So we have another yeah. write-in. Um, how do you feel about the UFC being on the list, list of businesses that Trump supports that support Trump? Guys, okay, time out. We're not answering that one. You get to go to the corner. I said no more Trump questions. 
<laughs> I'll take the next one. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, really, I'm having, Paul and I have been having a Not bit of a Trump fight without today. audience. Pardon, Paul? Today, so. Yeah, we, we, this is like the third time. We've said this to the audience. Guys, I'm going to send you home early and tell your parents. Stop writing in about <laughs> him. I don't want to hear it. What is the worst injury you have ever had? Uh, I've had some tough ones. Uh, when when we were in the WC and I was transferring over into the UFC, um, they they just brought us all over and added our divisions. And so I was one of the last people to make a uh, UFC um, appearance. And it was because I, I was training for a fight. One of my teammates, who I wasn't really fond of anyways, and, uh, you know, if someone says you want to spar, you, you know, back then I would just say, yeah, and I didn't really handpick, you know, the people that I felt the most comfortable with. Um, until this happened and he was, uh, supposed to spar like a certain way and mimic my train of my opponent. And I was doing really good against him and he didn't appreciate it because he had an ego. And so he flying knee me in the face with no knee pad, um, which is frowned upon in, in the gyms. And, uh, I, I took the, the knee to the face and fell back and he was on top of me and he got off and like a immediately apologized and I was just kind of like get off of me took my mouthpiece out and felt a little strange so against my you know my normal intuition I said I should probably go to the, the hospital I'm gonna feel like a wuss for going but I went and I had an extra x-ray down on my face a CT and um, I ended up shattering my cheekbone I broke my upper jaw on uh, my cheekbone was like coming through my gums, my orbital and my nasal. Um, and they were actually shocked that I could still see out of my eye. And, uh, so I had to have my, I had to have an oral surgeon and a plastic surgeon basically reconstruct the whole left side of my face and, um, wire my jaw shut. So I have, Holy shit. I didn't three, expect three that plates. response. Yeah. I had three plates in my face and then I had my jaw wired. So, well, at that least you pretty, have an easy job. <laughs> Christ Almighty! <laughs> yeah, so I had to take I had to take a while off, and um, but the be- the best thing about that was I I got create you know something happened to me, and I had the option of being like poor me or making the best of I it. Do. So instead of taking all the medication they tried to give me, which made me feel terrible. Um, within two days, I, I threw everything away, and I went to the gym, and I just started running, and I stayed in shape. Against, They told me I couldn't do anything for a month, and I said, well, I'm not going to sit at home and feel sorry for myself. So uh, I started running the first week. The second week, I started sprinting, and then the third week, I was back at the boxing gym and okay, just working I, technique. I, I, have to, I have to add a disclaimer here. Guys, we have Dr. Russ on the show each week. I strongly suggest you take his medical advice, not Cub's, because Cub is badass, <laughs> and you guys should not do that if you break your face. But Cub can. <laughs> Jeez. I, that's Sorry. Like I, I really need to give the disclaimer. This is not medical advice. We are not telling you guys to do this. But holy hell, Cub. I mean, yeah, that's, I just know what I, I can do. You know, I know what I'm capable of. And like I said, I, I just know that sitting at home and contemplating would have put me in a position of just getting down and, and feeling tired for myself. So instead of that, I decided to give myself challenges every day to 
you know, keep my morale up and, and to keep me mentally sharp and keep me motivated and, you know, at work. I think that's wonderful. We have about five minutes till the close of the show. I do want to tell everyone, um, check out Cubs gyms. I know I'm doing a reality show on one of them, so stay away from there for a while. But jump on Cubs, Facebook, on Twitter. You're on, you're on Twitter. You're on Facebook. Tell us where to find you. Uh, at Cubs Swanson. I, I keep it simple. Uh, my Instagram, my, my Twitter. Um, I'm pretty active on there. I run it myself. And... Um, Everything I'm up to, I'm always posting stuff. Um, if you're in the Orange County area, please check out my gym, UFC Gym Costa Mesa. It's me and Michael Biz being on it together. It's pretty awesome. I will actually be there teaching classes tomorrow and then watching the UFC somewhere out there. That's awesome. Now, I'm going to take a very last question. What advice would you give to a fighter that wants to get into the UFC but is afraid? How do you get past the fear? The fear. Um, that to me, that, that's something that I myself tried to figure out a way to do my whole career. And after 28 professional fights, I finally went into a fight with zero fear and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> and really? my next fight, I went into the fight that yeah, I was a fluke, completely fearless and got my ass kicked. First time I ever lost back-to-back fights in my whole career. And I started seeing a sports psychologist and going over it and just, you know, after everything I've learned, that fear is part of it. That's what makes you human. That's why you do it. So you do it You can't get over the fear. You just have to accept that that pressure is there and, and decide to make it exciting and that it's an opportunity for you to go out there and perform and, and just be somebody's hero or you could let it turn into fear and you curl up into a ball and you just don't perform and you just regret it for the rest of your life. So that, I think that, that to me is what makes a fighter a fighter is dealing with that fear and, and facing it and staying tall like a man and saying, I'll, I'll take it on. And, um, you know, that's what separates people who do this for a living and people who can't do it. I, I see I find that amazing that is a very succinct way of saying it's not the absence of fear that makes courage it's fighting through it I love that exactly. be somebody's hero it's it's fighting through that fear I think that's a beautiful thing and I love I love you telling us you know that the time you got rid of the fear is when you got your ass kicked like that's so fear is your friend is what I'm learning I think that's what we can all kind of be our take home for the day fear is your I, friend I couldn't agree more <laughs> um, I do want to say you're a supporter of the United Cerebral Palsy Foundation. So if anyone wants to make a donation, um, you can go to UCIPE or UCPI.org and we'll put a link here so you guys can go and make a donation. Please make the donation in Cub's name just as a thank you for him being on this show. Cub, we have a whole bunch of write-ins, but we only have two minutes left of the show. I'd love to have you on the show again because you we have a lot of write-ins. <laughs> well, also, if the people want me to come on, and then, then I would love to. Um, I, I love talking real talk. I don't. I told you before. I don't really like the the regular MMA questions. I like the life relatable questions and and my, more my journey. Um, so if you'd like to have me on, I'd love to be on. I would absolutely love to, and I know I'm getting a lot of response on Facebook and Twitter, and everyone has a lot of questions, but we don't have time for them today because we only have about a minute left. 
I am going to say, Cub, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for all you do. I know you inspire a lot of kids. I know you yourself came from a very rough place. You've talked to kids in juvenile halls. You've talked in the Boys and Girls Club. And you bring kids into your gym that themselves haven't had a great go of it. You really are inspirational. And what I think you do is wonderful. So I'd like to thank you very, very much on behalf of Behind the Scenes and our listeners for being on the show. And yes, next time, people that is writing me in uh, consistently right now, we will ask more questions about how to become a UFC fighter. I promise. Thank you very much for being on the show, Cub. Well, thank you. And thank you for everything you said. It, it means a lot. No problem. Guys, check out Cub Swanson. We've come to the end of our show. Go to at Cub Swanson. Just, just go find Cub Swanson. I swear, if you Google him, he is everywhere. Really amazing history. Really amazing man. Incredible, incredible fighter. I swear his hands are the speed of light. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you all like better than you like me. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.